everybody, and welcome to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast on the internet from Unknown Error. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. With me, as always, is the man of a thousand holds, Anthony Hall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who is uh, the man make, of a thousand a holds guess. again? Make a guess. Uh, is it Dean Malenko? It is Dean Malenko. Good job. Oh, yes. Oh, you get a yeah. Gold star. Oh, yeah, Tucky. <laughs> but today, uh, it's not just any normal episode of Book of Vince, because, Anthony, we have a special guest. Yes. Today, we have the honor of being joined by improviser, clown, all-around fantastic person and comedian, Melissa G. Hi. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome thank on you for, in. Yeah, thank you for coming in and uh, uh, having a chat with us. Um, at Bucket Vince about fantasy wrestling, about yes. old time wrestling. So Mel, yes. what what got you into wrestling? Well, just to introduce you to the to the listeners, what uh, what kind of yeah. got you into wrestling? So I uh, I grew up in like the I feel like it was like the golden age, like the era where wrestling became huge. Um, so late eighties, early nineties, and my older siblings watched it so it was like a saturday uh saturday afternoon thing we would watch it and like my brother and sister used to be a tag team against me and a pillow and like they're (laughs) older than me so it was just like this very fun just this fun thing i don't know it was sounds like like you got stiff with no partner (laughs) yeah 100 did 100 did um but you know i got I feel like I got my revenge as I got older and started learning the moves. So it's all good. It's all good. Nice. But yeah, it was uh, it was just this like super cartoony, superhuman thing that I just found so exciting when I was a kid. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to get into our episode today where Mel is going to give us her dream match. But before we get into that, of course, I want to let everybody know that if you enjoy what we do here at Book Events, please follow, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcast on, or you can come over to the YouTube and watch the video version of the podcast. If you so choose, um, follow us online on our social media at UE underscore films. Uh, Cause we're constantly doing different stuff. We're actually just started posting to our gaming YouTube channel uh, with, with our first uh, uh, among us uh, gameplay videos. So, Go check that out. Anthony didn't know how to play, and it's really funny. Yeah, you can see the hijinks of me not knowing how to play Among Us and uh, also getting killed uh, the, as the first crewmate every single time. Essentially, yes. <laughs> so but, I never got to learn. <laughs> but uh, now we get into the meat of it. So, Mel, we asked you to bring us your dream match that you want to see. Who is facing off against each other? So I would have loved and would love to see The Rock versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. If, uh, for all the, the video viewers of the podcast, uh, I am wearing my Macho Man t-shirt. I did not know about this matchup before I put this t-shirt on. So this is fitting as always. It's two, perfect. It's so perfect. Two <laughs> icons. Two amazing icons. Who yeah mm-hmm. never got to never got to wrestle? No, that's that's awesome. Uh, is there any sort of like caveat like 
specific thing that you want to happen within this feud in this story between the two of them? Yeah. So, uh, I was, I gave this a lot of thought and I would love to see both of them in a championship ladder match because like, I mean, the Macho Man's finishing move was the flying elbow. So I just feel like I would want to see that. And, uh, yeah. So a ladder match. Yeah. Right. Cause ladder matches didn't really, um, didn't really come into play until like, I think, what was it? Was it Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon uh, for the Intercontinental title or something like that? That was like one of the first ladder matches. And that was yeah, until I... like after Macho Man's time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was like the mid 90s or something. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, has The Rock ever, has The Rock ever been in a ladder match? I actually don't know if that's true or not. Surely, surely he has. I don't know. Like, I can't even remember The Rock going off the top rope, to be honest with you. Like, I haven't watched wrestling in a really, really long time. But when I was really into it, I don't, I just don't remember. So, trying to think of things I didn't see. Triple H versus The Rock for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam 1998 in a ladder match. Wow. So, yeah, I did. There you go. But, uh, all right, cool. So, then, I guess where we start off with is... You know, obviously these are two people of their separate time. So by the magic of dream booking, (laughs) we can put them into the same era. Um, I mean, the first thing you can, you guys can say what you think. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that it's uh, a face macho man and corporate champion, The Rock. Yeah, I yeah, totally. Yeah, that was some of Rock's best work was when like he was a great face, obviously, but he was a really good heel. That's when he became that's when he started getting really big. Like, didn't he start Mm -hmm. out as a heel and like everybody just ended up loving him? He uh, from my memory and obviously from the the rose tinted glasses of nostalgia, um, (laughs) uh, he started out as a face and it was uh, when uh, uh, he turned on. I'm trying to remember the. Oh, it was it was uh, when he turned on mankind, and then like aligned himself with Vince and became the corporate champion. That's when he became a, a huge heel. And then it was Rock versus Stone Cold for like two or three years after that, because uh, because feels like a it feels like a decade. Like the mm-hmm. if you if you t- if you say like Rock versus Stone Cold to me like. It, it feels like this, like, just sort of blip of my childhood where it's, like, seemingly every single main event of every show was The Rock versus Stone Cold. <laughs> and it just, well, like, they did was it. building I, up every time. I think they did it as, like, two or three WrestleMania main events. So, <laughs> so yeah, that it was. That sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about right. But, yeah, like, corporate corporate champion The Rock was... That's where, like, he kind of, um, like, all the charm of, like, his character of, like, back-talking people, making fun of people, his crazy reactions. Uh, I mean, that was his matches with Mankind, with uh, uh, Stone Cold, with, I think, Undertaker as well. So, uh, yeah, it was a great heel to then play off of Macho, Macho Man. Um 
Uh, it never really watched. Well, Anthony, what about you? Did you watch a lot of? Have you seen a lot of Macho Man matches, like his early stuff? Um, no, I think I've only seen like the big matches uh, at the WrestleManias and such like things. Um, so this will be fun to kind of talk through. Like to me, like Macho Man is just like such a huge figure in wrestling when it comes to like just this one main storyline with him. Uh, and Mrs. Elizabeth or Miss Elizabeth. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm interested for us to kind of talk it out and, and see how we could build up face Macho Man versus uh, corporate champion The Rock. So is then, corporate champion The Rock question? Is this mm. when he was like wearing his like very open white dress shirt and like the sunglasses? <laughs> or is that just like, is that always old Rock? I think that was just always. <laughs> old rock <laughs> i have this image of like uh, a match graphic with like him and mankind uh, mm. facing off at like a smackdown or something and it's like one of those like animated uh match graphics and he's like kind of just moving his sunglasses up and down his face and yes. he has just a very very open white dress shirt and it's like oh my god we get it you have a huge chest Okay. All right. So then, so then, Mel, how do you think that this uh, feud starts? Like, where where do you think it's like inception is? Like, usually we'll like go back and like try to figure out what was happening at the time, but like in real life, but and use that as a basis. But in this kind of thing, I think we can kind of just like have fun with it. So where do where do you think uh, it kind of starts its grounding? So when I think about like the character of who Macho Man was when I was growing up, this guy was just, he would just go off. He was this hyper-masculine, super sensitive, intense figure. And I feel like at the smallest insult, he would just go off and like challenge somebody to a fight. Like that's just how I remember his energy. So if I think about how it would start, I feel like it would be The Rock. The Rock like making fun of him, like in a promo or something because they both wore glasses. They both were so charismatic. So I just feel like it would be The Rock instigating against maybe like a champion Randy Savage at the time Um, and just challenging him, like him being an older wrestler and then The Rock being this younger, you know, uh, fiery incoming superstar. This would definitely be, this would definitely be the battle of the promos. Like, Mm-hmm. Like no two better to come out and uh, and just smack talk each other week after week after week. Mm-hmm. They would even need to fight each other for months. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like the, these two could easily just rip each other apart with their promos. I think one of my favorite. I mean, Rock has his uh, Rock was in kind of the age of like the. Um, where people started getting catchphrases, you know? Right. Because mm-hmm. um, he, you know, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Um, uh, what's the other one? It's the one where he asked someone a question is, you know, uh, oh, shit, what is it? He would, he would call people, uh, he, would, he would say, Rudy Poo, Candy Ass, <laughs> yeah, all, would, the, yeah. <laughs> all the random stuff. I'm trying to remember the one that I, I'm, I'm, I was just trying to remember. It's um, the, oh, frick, I forget. But yeah, he's he 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 just started coming up with like every little thing, 
and mm-hmm. to get him over and and people latched onto it uh and totally and that didn't really happen like i feel like that didn't happen when macho man was at his prime um yeah. he wouldn't necessarily get like that feedback from the audience where like watching the rock do a promo or like just on the mic in the ring like the crowd would just hang off of every word yeah um they're also in different so it was totally different yeah the eras were different too where back in macho's prime people did promos either on stage or backstage in front of a set and it was it was me and gene standing there and uh they're against the wall or whatever and they would cut their promos i don't even think in front of a live crowd i think because it just seemed like they were just like reading a script or just improving on the spot and coming up with whatever mm-hmm. they needed to because that was like dusty Rhodes promos that was uh 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 who else stings promos that was uh uh yeah all their promos were kind of like that but then rock was in the era of like in the ring in front of everybody getting that feedback so you kind of have this like live reaction feeding off the crowd versus this sort of like very well thought methodical breakdown of someone because like what is it there's the whole macho man promo about like uh the tea <laughs> and the cream of the crop cream of the crop a little yep. like creamer yeah 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 <laughs> so um but yeah i think that's a good start of like uh of rock being this up and comer or even like he is he's just reaching the pinnacle of like of uh wwe champion and he calls out like legends like maybe this is like rock legend killer sort of uh like, kind of storyline <laughs> yeah. where he's like i'm gonna start taking like like why are you people out there cheering for these old timers or these guys who who you know i'm the next generation and then uh now obviously macho man does not take kindly to that because he never did so mm-hmm. you'll just get overly emotional about him <laughs> calling out the fact that he's old he's like he'll be like i'm not old i'm the strongest i've ever been i'm a i'm a stallion compared to you and he, he, he just like really i think he'll he'd really get into it he's like i'm the macho man you're just you're a rock you're nothing what is a rock compared to a a macho man um that sounds kind of perfect so yeah that i like when i was thinking about like who would i want to see um it wasn't just about the match it was about like the build-up because i Mm -hmm. remember like for me watching wrestling so much of that excitement was about the build-up to the actual match right um yeah so oh my god the promos i think it definitely has to start with maybe uh like the way that it kind of pictures in my mind is like uh rock maybe is a newly crowned WWE champion and this is where he's like I'm on I'm I'm you know I'm on top I'm king of the world and that's another fun little jab that can be at macho because macho man had his right. king macho gimmick right. for a while when he won king in the ring um and so uh he could just start poking at certain people and uh, maybe then it uh, shows people in the back starting to kind of uh, maybe, I don't know, it could be as simple as Macho Man 
uh, comes back to TV uh, could be specifically for this, could be for another reason. And maybe they just start interviewing a few people. They're like, so what do you think about The Rock's comments? And maybe there's an interview with uh, uh, who would be a good uh, uh, legend at the time that could have been around. Um, could have been Dusty Rhodes or something like that or 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 any of those guys where it's just like, yeah, he's a good kid. And he's and he's and he's and he's smart, but uh, or no, he's 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 really good at what he's doing. But maybe he's not that smart. And that's where the Rock starts going. You know what? I'm I I'll take on any challenge. I'll take on any of you fools. And that could lead to uh, maybe an exhibition match against like I don't know. Roddy Piper was around at the time. That would have been crazy mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that would. I'm basically so taking good. Randy Orton's Legend Killer storyline and putting it onto onto The Rock <laughs> to eventually get to Rock versus Macho, but I don't know. That's what do cool. You guys think? That is cool though. Yeah, and who are who are some other legends that were around that time that we could? This is also. Uh, I mean, this is also prime, the, the chairman gimmick of Vince. Like that's the reason why he had The Rock as the corporate champion is because he had already become. Vince McMahon, the chairman of the board. Uh, and so it could be this thing of like even uh, Macho Man cutting a promo on Vince and being like, you've changed, man. You've, you've turned <laughs> your back on, you turn your back on the boys in the back. And all you care about, <laughs> all you care about is the ratings. All you care about is the money. Not about the sport, what, not about the entertainment, not about the fans, you know? Oh, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of great though. Like, Thinking about um, Vince McMahon at the height of his greed, just like really, really getting into that bad guy mentality. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, I feel like so even though it's a storyline, I feel like there would be a little bit of truth to it, Um, you know, because, hey, wrestling changed and uh, it changed a lot, like from the early 90s when I was like super super into it to the late 90s it was a complete shift in what was happening in wrestling so i feel Mm -hmm. like this storyline if i were to choose like a time period i feel like 98 99 would be like a really good time period for this match to happen yeah it could be this thing of macho man um uh in one of his promos you know cuts on this uh, idea of like so so what are you trying to do vince out with the old in with the new um you're disrespecting all the boys that that brought you to where you are brought this company to where it is um and so it's more it's it's kind of like corporate wwe corporate against it, it melds into wwe corporate against like the old timers old timers or like old schoolers the legends the legends the yeah. true the true legends Mel, what do you think like were some of the biggest things that changed about wrestling over that uh, amount of time? Like, what did, what did you notice as a fan uh, from the early '90s and the '80s to the late '90s, early 2000s? Like, what were some of like the the big changes that you were like, "Whoa!" Like, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. Well, um, so when I was growing up, everything was believed. Like. It's it's not that uh, anybody questioned whether or not they were actual athletes. It was just more like the storylines. Like, I believed the characters. Like, there was no person behind 
that cartoonish character that you would see on, on screen every week. So I think what really changed over time was kind of like the, the, I don't know, like the, the wall coming down, like the truth kind of coming out. And I think for me too. Yeah, definitely. And I think the Montreal screw job had a lot, like was a big turning point for me as a fan because that was huge. Like, I know that that's a totally different topic than what we're talking about now, but like when that happened, it was a total shock. Mm-hmm. So that started to like unravel, like, wait a minute, what's actually happening behind the scenes and how much of this is an actual storyline. And um, so I would say like the quote unquote realness of it. Um, and it also got a lot more, a lot less cartoony and a lot more, uh, I don't know. The attitude era was a tough one. Like, yeah, it, it got really edgy and they tried yeah. to go for more. It's it, it, I totally do agree with like the, you had like these, uh, we talked about this before on one of our past episodes, but like you had these character characters where like their gimmick was like that they were a character. And then right. going into the attitude era, you had a few of those and there was few still lingering around where you had, you know, the undertaker um you had mankind yeah. um but then like if you ask me like what's triple h's character <laughs> what's Shawn michaels character he right. used to be you know uh he was in a classic tag team with with his friend and they were the rockers and so they right. were kind of like these like this new like hair metal age like like pop punky sort of bubblegum characters and then he turned into this like he turned into the sexy boy and then that was his character. But then after that, when he came, when he, after he left and came back and it was DX, like their characters were, they were just rebels and that's yeah. really it. But like you go back to like, yeah, you had Andre the giant. What was his gimmick? He was literally a giant. And so they played into that. You had macho man, you had the ultimate warrior, you had dusty roads. You had these guys who like took an element of themselves and like really played into it. Like, Dusty Rhodes was the Southern boy who's the working man. Like, uh, but then you get into the attitude era. And it's like, what's Stone Cold's gimmick? He's a rebel. What's the Rock's gimmick? He is like a. I, it's hard to even describe what the Rock's character is. So you kind of lost. He that. is a, a guy who is very smart but also very mean he, uh, <laughs> he is a guy who wants to be famous i don't know but i think that's like I, yeah that's such a funny question to be like to address that because like if you think about think about uh wayne the rock johnson the person it's so hard to separate him from the rock but then you think yeah. about like what is the rock and it's like well how do i describe it like he's well, early, just like early rock was yeah was uh he came in kind of just he didn't really have a character and then when he transitioned to the nation of domination that was a huge thing because that was all about you know touching on what was happening at the time in in america and uh and so that was an interesting storyline for those characters to play because it gave them kind of more depth and then he transitioned into his solo solo um like he's a he's a great he's a great performer obviously he's one of the best ever 
But yeah, if you try to hone in on that thing of what happened after the Montreal Screwjob of kayfabe and then try then learning about the system behind the scenes and and all this stuff, yeah, you can kind of see where wrestling went and the characters just became more like relatable, I guess. Right. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think too, I don't know, like being a woman too, it was kind of hard to watch wrestling oh, yeah. after a while. Oh, yeah, the direction sure. it went in, like it was uncomfortable. And I know that that's not what this podcast is about, but I feel like it, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, because um, sure. it like that kind of extreme. I think they went to an extreme of like just getting really crass. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember wrestlers though, like Trish Stratus, she was such a fantastic mm-hmm. athlete. So I'm grateful for that, but it just, I don't know, like, I don't, I mean, Degeneration X became really popular. And I think that also just kind of fed into the Attitude Era and where it was also going. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. No, yeah. That's, it's, it's definitely this change in where the business was going and what the product was gearing towards at the time. Um, and... I think that could be a huge thing to tie it back into the podcast, <laughs> but it's all good. I love this <laughs> conversation. Tie it back into the match. I love, I love, I love, uh, I love all this conversation because it's, it is just an interesting thing between these two wrestlers and what era they were both in and what they were a part of. But then to like have that be the core of what this rivalry could be of like old versus new um, and the direction that it's heading towards. And maybe it's like, Macho Man is this voice of reason of like, this is what we used to be and this is what you're going towards. And then The Rock is on the corporate side of like, no, but it's what's good for business. It's what's good for, it's what's good for ratings. It's what's going to have us, maybe it's at the time where WCW was still around and it's like, this is what's going to have us beat WCW. It's like, we need to be on top and this is what, this is what the business is now. And if you can't handle it, then you can leave and right. Macho's yeah. like, I ain't leaving. And then maybe he comes like <laughs> a vigilante of the locker room and interrupts like yeah. the Rock's matches and stuff. And maybe then there's a few other people that stand up and we're going back to like the legend killer sort of thing where it's like maybe Roddy Piper comes back. Maybe um, I'm trying to think of other legends at the time who could who could have been around because a lot of people kind of left and then came back after mm-hmm. after that period. But like you could have these guys stepping up and they're like, um, hell maybe like, <laughs> maybe like Bruno San Martino or, 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 <laughs> or like, uh, um, or like, uh, uh, uh who else? I feel like Bret Hart would even be good because Bret I feel Hart like Bret Hart too. was one of those wrestlers that as much as he wrestled longer than Macho Man did, he was kind of, to me, like an old school, he had like an old school vibe, you know, like oh, yeah. very true to what wrestling was in terms of like uh like classic wrestling because uh, classic yeah. wrestling Cause, yeah and that's the thing is then i actually thought about this when we were kind of saying oh what what are the characters of yesteryear but like it's like what care well what was bret hart's character it's like bret hart's character was he was a wrestler he was just a mm-hmm. classic wrestler of like i'm going to win i'm going to be the best i'm a technical machine and that's what my family is and like the entire yeah. family became so that sort of wrestling royalty like the yeah. hearts it's like the heart dungeon the 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 sort of like mystique that comes with like 
a family that like has dedicated everything that they have their entire lives their yeah. livelihood is all wrestling like that yeah. is that is something that is really interesting and pure about uh the hitman and and his journey throughout the wwe but i think yeah that so WWF like at i the time. i think uh where it could end up leading to is is you know the rocks calling out uh uh that he's the new age of wrestling and that and that this is where it's going and then maybe some legends come back and kind of have a, a problem with that and then it culminates into uh uh it, it, yeah it culminates into macho man and uh it could even be you know maybe rock uh is cutting this promo where he's kind of cutting people down left and right and then he says something about, about macho and then all of a sudden his music plays which would be insane especially at the time like i yeah i think macho had gone from wrestling to being on commentary and then he left and i know that in real life he ended up going to like wcw and like doing a couple mm-hmm. other things but if all of a sudden macho man macho man randy savage's music hits in the attitude era that would be crazy especially at that yep. time with those crowds um and so then maybe he comes out uh, and stands on stage and just cuts a promo back. And it's, this is the battle of the words. And mm-hmm. it may not even then lead to any actual physicality, but it's just this back and forth that just is mesmerizing of, of this new versus old style of, of, uh, of, uh, of promo. Uh, which I think could be a huge draw people in so much into what then could be this rivalry. Um, I just had this vision of like, because both of them wore glasses at different times, like the rock wore glasses <laughs> sometimes. Like I can just completely see like, I don't know, like on an episode of Monday night raw, uh, macho man's music going off while the rocks in the ring and like them having a face to face, like basically just a face off where they both take off their glasses and they're both staring each other down. Oh Um, yeah. (laughs) Like, because they're totally like, they were both very kind of hyper masculine guys, you know? Mm -hmm. So just facing off against each other, but not actually fighting. Oh, Um, I just had this. I, that just made me think of like rock calls out macho man, macho man comes out, Rock didn't expect it. And then they start promoing back and forth of of cutting each other down, but then also talking mm-hmm. about like the business. Macho Man slowly is walking to the ring. Macho gets in the ring. They're face to face. Rock takes off his glass like Macho Man says something about him. And then Rock takes off his glasses and, and says something back and everybody's like, Oh, and then Macho takes off his glasses and just stares daggers into the rock. And everybody's <laughs> losing their mind as these two guys are just staring. Because because macho macho never took off his glasses in like wwe really like i remember him in wcw um and and like after wwe and he had his glasses off but in in wwe he never took off his glasses um and so i think that would be such a powerful image of like that kind of icon versus icon stare down can you imagine the Macho Man doing like the people? Was it called the people's eyebrow or like the eyebrow thing that the Rock yeah. would do? Like <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. That like the Rock rips that his sunglasses. He said something and he does the eyebrows, and then <laughs> Macho Man rips off his sunglasses, says something, and then he does the eyebrows at the Rock. 
And then they put on the sunglasses and then they rip them off and they put them back on and they rip them off. I think it then leads to like, I don't think that then that would cause any reason to like for them to uh, fight each other. I think like in that moment, I mean, and, and it, they would then like drift apart and maybe you have JR and, and, uh, and King on commentary just being like, what, what? Oh my God, this is a, a meeting of the, <laughs> you know, a meeting of the, uh, of the powerhouses of the top, top performers of two generations. What's going to happen? And, so good. And so then from there, I think from there, I, I honestly think it's like, you have to have like, I don't think you get, I don't think you have macho. Uh, honestly, like usually when we say do these kind of bookings, it's like, okay, then you have each of them do some matches to show how good they are and everything. I think you'd have the rock do that. Obviously. I don't mm-hmm. think you have Macho in a match at all until their match. Because that would blow people away. Yeah. it's. I think it's sort of like The Rock. We I, we obviously use this sort of final boss trope all the time when we're booking um, fantasy matches. But I, I would love The Rock to run through a couple of different legends or people who represent the old school wrestling vibe, like that era to prove like that it doesn't matter about like your character or your integrity. It's all about the money and the fans and like, um, and and what people want to watch now. So he, he would have like a lot of like flashy matches against like dudes, like, I don't know, hacksaw Jim Duggan (laughs) where, where he, where he would like, like it would be like a, a bit of a brawl, but like, you know, The Rock is a superior athlete to a yeah. guy like Hacksaw, so he would a good, he would get him into like a you know the people's elbow. He would a do good all current, the pandering things. A good current, and I say current as in like in that time of people that were there. Someone that was there that was like of that old style was someone like Dean Malenko. Oh where, yeah, where yeah. He, where he's like you got to respect like that's someone of his generation that can be like you gotta respect what they did in the past and and what they did in order to bring us here we'll meet you in the ring and maybe that can be at a pay-per-view beforehand um where that's a grueling match of like Dean Malenko is no joke he actually Mm -hmm. knows how to wrestle and he's gonna put the rock through his paces but then the rock comes out on top yeah but that's just that's just to stick it to him and then I don't know maybe you have moments of like macho comes back on commentary for some for like that match or something like that um and then occasionally we'll cut to um during these weeks where it will cut to macho in the back or something giving like the old style promo where he's just continuing to try to cut down on on rock but maybe rocky's just like i don't care what you have to say i'm just gonna plow through all these people that are stepping up to me and I'm going to show you why I am the best and why we're moving forward. I get, I don't know why this came to me, but I almost get this feeling that macho man over maybe the course of a few months would haunt the rocks mask matches. Like the rock would have a match, but then somewhere in the audience, kind of like, I think sting went through this when sting was like slowly coming back, he would show up in like a random spot in the arena, but he wouldn't say anything. (laughs) So I feel like, I could just see Macho Man doing that and just haunting The Rock almost as this reminder of like, 
wrestlers past kind of thing um, up until the buildup to their actual match um, to try to get in his head. I don't know. <laughs> this I kinda... is like a, a wrestling Christmas carol. <laughs> <laughs> haunted by wrestling's past yeah the, oh the rock is ebenezer scrooge and he's, <laughs> and he's like oh i'm at the top of my career but i feel so okay empty. well now we have now we have to decide who is each one so wait so who's his so his partner who would be who would be the you know how it's like he is first met by the person that warns him yeah, don't do this. Who would that be? <laughs> I don't, oh, it'd have to be someone of his time, I guess. That's warding him. But who? I I think <laughs> who would who would one of the rocks allies? I guess I guess mankind was like his yeah, closest okay. ally of yeah. the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so mankind was Christmas. his ex partner that shows up as the ghost in the chains and warns him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like he's like in hell in the cell. Like he's, uh, we see like him head to hell in the cell, and he's like shaking the cage, and he's like the rock. So then it's it's Christmas past, present, and future. So then it's it's wrestling past. Yes, Ghost of Wrestling Past would, which would obviously be, uh, Randy Savage, Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, yeah. Right. Wrestling present would be, uh, I guess Stone Cold maybe or yeah. Undertaker or Undertaker. Oh yeah, because he's very yes. ghosty. Or it could, yeah. or right. it could be Stone Cold, and then Wrestling Future is Undertaker, because then Undertaker would friggin' go on for twenty more years. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's, that's and he true, is the dead true. man. So. <laughs> oh, this this took a turn. This was like <laughs> that was funny. This was like a bit of a serious like we're talking about the changes of the eras and hey, what you know. it means to be a real wrestler versus like a entertainment, a sports entertainer. And now we're just booking uh, the <laughs> wrestling, Rocks, Christmas, wrestling Carol. Christmas Carol. I mean, perfect timing though. Like perfect timing that we would do something like this now, you know? I mean, yes, I, mean exactly. I mean, this is what happens here on book events. So it's all good. <laughs> we always, we always try to do something like legitimate and meaningful and, and cool. And then it, uh, just devolves it's wrestling though you can't always have <laughs> yeah. serious and meaningful you have to have goof there's always oh, gotta okay. be goof which I mean, that's which what brought is me great in though. the cartoon right yeah which it, made me the, the potential for cartoony behaviors in uh, a rock christmas carol uh is 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 endless <laughs> oh my god I did. It did make me sort of think just before we went down this path. I did think of like uh, what Mel said about like, oh yeah, trying to like haunt him, and I just thought of, uh, I don't remember when when Macho Man did the Slim Jim, uh, like like uh, integration and stuff like that, and where he became very popular for step into a Slim Jim. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just thinking of like the Rock. Uh, like goes to his car after like uh, after a Monday Night Raw or he's leaving because of something and he opens his car and then just pours out filled with Slim Jims. Slim Jims? <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my god. And like Vince is on commentary and as it's happening Vince just has one of those like epic intense reactions um, do you guys remember? Oh my god, I feel so old now. Do you guys remember when Vince was on commentary? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's gotta be Kane. <laughs> yeah. 
Like he, oh my he, God. he like yeah, that that's the funny thing is on commentary he was actually he actually came up with a lot of the like famous like moments of of saying what was happening on screen. Um but of course that's cuz he was the mastermind behind it also. It made perfect sense. Um but yeah, no, Vince on commentary, Gorilla Monsoon. Um oh, so good. They're a great they're a great uh, uh dynamic duo, so um but yeah no uh, yeah just <laughs> vince having a crazy reaction to his car's full of slim gyms yes. <laughs> it's full of slim gyms oh god <laughs> the humanity oh i'm gonna snap you like a slim gym <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's so funny uh, yeah it's it'd be great that, okay now that i'm thinking about it it's like okay the rock he's become champion he's getting cocky and mankind comes out to warn him oh it would be funny if they they you're going they full into this, this into this yeah i love it i love it did <laughs> okay did they have like uh did they play like video packages aggressively in the late 90s or was that not really a thing that happened what do you mean video packages like like did they do pre-recorded segments because yeah. then we yeah. Yeah, okay yeah. okay yeah that was like well that was the whole it was before like before attitude era most stuff happened backstage or like yeah. before wrestling like what happened in the ring in like the golden age of wrestling was just wrestling like mm-hmm. there wasn't anybody coming out and cutting a promo it like the rock and stone cold were the people that kind of made it so that everything was then to happen in the ring like yeah, uh, you have like one of one of my earliest memories is Stone Cold's King of the Ring speech, which is one of the most famous wrestling mm-hmm. uh, like uh, 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 like speeches of all times of of introducing three sixteen and and yeah, uh, yeah it's just uh, like that all sort of started moving towards the ring to be in front of the crowd for that live reaction. But everything before that. Having backstage on a set or or okay whatever, okay so. amazing so like the rock can come out uh let's say he has like recently won his championship and he's like i'm the most electrifying man in sports entertainment i don't care what any of you some bitches say i could kick anybody's ass who comes and steps up to me and then <laughs> you see like these this cage and it's like kind of rattling and <laughs> mankind <laughs> comes up to it and he tries to warn the rock the bad things are coming. <laughs> if he loses control, if he d- if he doesn't respect, he has to have Mr. Socko say it though. Like it can't oh. come from mankind. It has yes. to be Mr. Socko. You're right. Damn it, Mel. You're right. <laughs> Mr. Socko. So mankind can be rattling the cage with his other hand, and Mr. Socko can be talking. <laughs> so this is this is now fully. This is now fully. Uh, a rock Christmas Carol. <laughs> the rock Christmas Carol. Oh gosh. But it's it's possible that we could still have the ultimate confrontation of the and the the summit, the climax of the rock Christmas Carol be a ladder match against uh wrestling past. I mean, if you think savage. about the timing though, like if it would start now, let's say, and then build up over months to a WrestleMania, I feel like it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so that's so awesome. Yeah, and then yeah, like so he he can be confronted by I mean other spirits. It's not 
not everybody is uh, represents uh, a specific era, but The Rock does have to run through some people. So we see, we can still have the Demo Anko match. And uh, I think I think he has to see visions of the Undertaker at some point too, because then you're like <laughs> you have to get to tease the the ghost of wrestling future. Mm-hmm. And it's it's spooky enough too. But then, but um, then, and then maybe so, like all of this haunting that's happening, maybe that's what leads up to the Macho Man's music out of nowhere, just coming on. And then Macho Man finally making an in-person appearance. Like, after all of these months of speculation and whatever, he makes his return. And then we can get our sunglasses moment, of course. Ah, so necessary. Yes. (laughs) So, all right. So, uh, all right. So, we're nearing nearing the point where we should start talking about the actual match. (laughs) Okay. Because we don't have too much time left to do our other side wits. But... Uh, so okay, so what we what we've kind of decided so far is what we want is we want the Rock Christmas Carol, where yes. the Rock, newly crowned WWE champion, calls out wrestling past and saying that he's the new generation, that he's moving the company forward, and that he's what what the people want, and that uh, what came before him uh, was uh, useless or. Or, or he's the new big thing now. And then Mankind comes towards him and says, you need to work. Rock, you need to. <laughs> you got to be careful. Because uh, cursing wrestling past might come back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's all delivered through the Socko, through Mr. Yeah. Socko. Mr. Socko! <laughs> and so then, and so then, uh, a few like old school wrestlers kind of take uh like uh kind of kind of don't like what rocky's saying kind of confront him um and then you have someone like dean malenko who's who like steps up and goes you gotta respect the past do, 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 do. maybe oh dean malenko's like what's that one what's the dude that worked for scrooge he's that dude <laughs> oh, where he's uh, kind of like, oh yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, Mister Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. And but Dean's like, you gotta respect the past. And Rock's like, oh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut your mouth. And uh, yeah, and then they they wrestle right. But during the wrestling match, you see some shadowy figures in the crowd. Who yes. you are? You're you're not sure of who they are yet. Yet. <laughs> they are, they they are they are wraiths. They are ghoul. They are ghouls. They are phantoms. They are uh, the ghosts of wrestling past. Um, and that it's, one obviously- line, that one line led down to all of this. It was amazing. <laughs> ghosts of wrestling past. <laughs> yes. But so then, so then, Rock beats Dean. Yes. Yes. He comes out the next week on Monday Night Raw, and he says, "You know." Uh, I'm done with the past. It doesn't matter what happened 5, 10, 20 years ago. I am the future now. Doesn't matter if you're uh, Dusty Rhodes. Doesn't matter if you're Roddy Piper. Doesn't matter if you're Hulk Hogan. It doesn't matter if you're Macho Man. I'm the man now. And then yeah. Macho Man's music hits. 
so good. And then he comes out on stage and they start cutting promo back and forth of just, uh, you got to respect what happened back then in order to appreciate what happened now. Maybe even Macho cuts, uh, cuts a, cuts a moment on, uh, uh, Rock's dad. Rocky Johnson. Oh, you know, it's like, where, where do you think you think your daddy would be proud of you now <laughs> to see what 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 oh he raised gosh. his son to become in this business? A corporate chill just wants money and power. Um, Woo! Cuts a moment on Vince. Rock cuts him cuts a bit on uh, uh, maybe he cuts on Miss Elizabeth. You know, Oh no. How um, dare you, Rock? How dare oh, yeah, you? I'll get him real heel heat. Uh, coming, coming towards each other, getting in the ring, and then it's glasses. Rock yes. pulls off glasses. Glasses. Spits a line. Yes. Macho Man pulls off his glasses. Spits a line. Both eyebrows raised. Ooh. And then I guess uh, where it then leads to is then maybe Stone Cold uh, comes. Uh, uh, maybe like the next week or. or weeks whatever stone cold uh uh maybe comes and like uh maybe macho man comes out and says something and stone cold and like cut it is like cutting a promo or something stone cold comes out and you think that stone cold's gonna turn on macho but like they like share a beer in the ring and stone cold's like i agree with you you gotta respect blah blah blah, blah. and like just to get that you know baby face cheer and mm-hmm. and whatever yeah mm-hmm. They're just and, flexing and and drinking beers together, <laughs> just like. And that's where, and that's where then maybe Rock uh, comes out and maybe Rock and Stone Cold have a match because Stone Cold's like, I, you know, you gotta um, respect where these guys came from or something like that, and that's kind of playing into like wrestling present or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Do you think Macho Man could crush two beer cans. Uh, in his arms, like hundred percent. If you like, like, yeah, pinned one there, pinned one there, and just one like hundred percent. The pythons are thirsty. Yeah, for some Steveisers. Like yes. We need to talk to you about the the king of the beers, Budweiser. (laughs) (laughs) Or like he'd snap the can in half as if he was snapping into a slim jim. Oh my god! <laughs> and That's then so funny. I think I think then after he beats Stone Cold, because uh, he got to, because it's the it's just sending him up to greatness to then have him face Macho. He then that's mm-hmm. where we do after that. He goes back to uh, uh, his car and he's just leaving. He's like, "I'm done here. I do what I need to do, whatever." And he goes back to his car full of slim gems. Yes. <laughs> Sends a sign. And Rock's doing his classic reactions like, what? And Vince is like, it's car full of Sim Jims. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think then you have to play a couple weeks later to do the wrestling future thing. Is then maybe Taker is uh maybe the Rock cuts a promo or something in the ring, being like, Everybody's coming after me because of I'm 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 saying that we need to go into the future and and that the past doesn't matter, um, but all I'm doing is I'm just showing I'm just I'm just uh, stepping up and and uh, showing exactly what I'm talking about, and no one can no one can even uh, uh, show to me what uh, you know what uh, is the real deal or what's the, what's the truth I'm the truth, and then maybe it's like Undertaker music hits, 
Yes. And then, and then on the screen, it's it's a promo package of like Taker in a graveyard or something. And he's like, Rock. <laughs> Rock. And it, it's it, it's just like, it's just like him and Paul Bear because I just want Paul yes. Bear to be there still. And yeah. maybe Paul Bear is like. Rocky, <laughs> I, I can't do that voice for too long. Ooh, Rocky, <laughs> we are known here at Book and Vince, especially me, for doing uh, horseshit impersonations. Uh, and he's and it's and, but they, it. but what I'm trying to get to is they just cut this promo about like you know, um, the past will come back to haunt you, and then they show like a grave a, t- a gravestone that says like the rock on it, and it's that fear of oh wrestling f- wrestling future, you know that sort of thing. And then I think at that point the rock's kind of in the ring just looking, and he's like, "What? No!" And then that's where Macho Man attacks him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they All brawl, right. and then that they leads brawl. to the match. The match, the culmination of. A rocks wrestling Christmas Carol. I love it. I think so that good. I think I think it then has to just be like the Macho Man. Macho Man's like, uh, if you say that you're the future, then prove it to me and put your lo- title on the line against me this Sunday at SummerSlam or whatever. I don't know when it's gonna be, but you know that sort of thing. I feel like it's WrestleMania worthy or WrestleMania like main yeah. event. Yeah. It is. Let's just put it at WrestleMania. Why? If why you want. Oh, it, oh yeah, and or oh, oh, and the way that they can get into ladder match is like, is is Macho is like, you want to prove that you're the best. You want to reach up and grab that b- brass ring. Well, then you're gonna need to reach higher than that because I'm challenging you, Rock, to a ladder match at WrestleMania. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. You think you can reach the top? Yeah. You think you can reach the top? <laughs> Yeah, it's just playing into that I, whole reaching the top, being the pinnacle. Yeah. I can't even tell you how excited this makes, like, teenage Mel. Like, I can't <laughs> even tell you. Their match would be, I, I mean, the match would be excellent. It, it would be very classic. Like, these two have their move sets. These two, you know, do what they do what they, um, do what they do best in the ring. But... Man, it would just be so it's it's one of those matches where you can't really call it beat by beat because it's just like you kind of know the the beats. Yeah. yeah. The one thing if I could like hope to see is the macho man to do the flying elbow from the top of the ladder. Oh yeah. Like if there would be a safe way of doing that for everybody involved, it would be like and then all like the flashes of the cameras going off in the audience. Uh classic. That's ve- that's very considerate of you. To be like, if it's safe for Macho Man <laughs> to perform this spot, we're we're just like, yeah, we just throw him through three ladders and just like break his leg. Yeah. What if Macho Man? Would it be too much if Macho Man knows soul the people's elbow? Oh no, it would not be too much. It would okay. be completely within his character. Yes, just, just that doing you know the cells. Yeah. Just doing oh, the just yeah. doing the whole oh, spiel, jumping over him, running the ropes, drops the elbow, <laughs> and then Macho just sits right back up. <laughs> if if Macho Man could do a kip up, that would be so funny. Like if, if he would, you just if he hulking, could kip up, he's starting to Hulk out. <laughs> yeah, 
and I, and I think like there would be a really amazing moment in the match where they just are hitting each other and just like this is this is like peak masculinity of them just no selling each other's the huge hits and it's just like oh oh yeah oh. <laughs> and like the backhand on the chest like really hard oh like, yeah just slap. Like, just big chops, chops. Oh, yeah that's chops. it huge woo chops so then so then mel what's got to be the finish yeah what's the finishing moment here uh well i mean so okay here's how i see it ending so the macho man gets up on the ladder you think he's going for the belt but instead the rock's on the ground he's like totally tired beaten up so macho man does the flying elbow from off the top of the ladder finishes the rock and then proceeds to climb up the ladder grab the belt and just like you hear his music go off and he's just got his arms in the air and yeah that's how i see it ending macho man goes over macho man yep. new wwe wow, that's, cr that's crazy yeah <laughs> in the in the late 90s we yep we see macho man yeah Wow, this, well, this is where you can get a, a the fresh rock. new baby, <laughs> yeah. uh, or no, a fresh new either baby face or or heel of the time to climb up and take take a try to take it back. Yeah, yeah. You know who who would be around that, at the time? Uh, who'd be around at the time? That would be probably a really good person to have come and challenge Macho Man for the title. I feel like Stone Cold, uh, like they might have had a friendship, but then he turns on him, kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he comes out to celebrate with him with just beers, just beers, yeah, just beers, and then he just smashes one on Macho Man's head, hits him with the Stone Cold Stunner. He holds the belt. Uh, actually, no, he just puts the belt in the middle of the ring and just pours beer all over it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, there what I mean, I mean, there's the famous uh, Stone Cold uh, handshake with the devil moment, where That's it was true. where it was Stone Cold becoming heel, which did not go over well. Uh, mm. But but it's it's infamous now. So it's just so hard for Stone Cold to be. I mean, he was an okay heel. It just uh, yeah, it was. But who knows? Maybe this would be a better run of him being a heel. After he attacks yeah. a legend yeah. like the Macho Man, yeah, yeah. maybe. Well, when but. he breaks a friendship, right? Like we have that moment that they we established early in our booking that he would be friends with Macho Man and he respects him, and they drink beer together, they crush right. cans together with their biceps, as guys being <laughs> dudes would do in the late nineties. They just shot shotgun and beers and breaking cans, man. Saying swear words and flipping <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, they're just, yeah, just flipping off the crowd. Oh, man, that's amazing. We we went from a really legitimate, serious booking of The Rock versus Macho Man Randy Savage to a Rock's wrestling Christmas Carol, which well, it's is... still slightly serious. It's still an it's interesting It's pretty amazing, at, though. At present versus past, but... So uh, Yeah, so we have The Rock's Christmas Carol. <laughs> the Rock faces... <laughs> Uh, uh, wrestling past. <laughs> yes, past, future, and present. It's all there. It's all just in time for the holidays here at Book Advance. It's perfect. Oh my God, what a match! What a <laughs> yeah. match! Yes, what a match! That would have been incredible to see. All right, yeah. well, there we go. That is 
The Rock versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, the Rock Christmas Carol. <laughs> Let us know uh, online or in the comments of the podcast, you know, what, uh, how you would have booked Macho Man versus The Rock. Uh, who else would be the ghosts of wrestling past, present, or future uh, uh, that you would have wanted, that you'd see The Rock facing? Um, and yeah, let us know what you thought. Um, and so to close off the episode, we have our viewer question and our match recommendation that we're going to get from Mel. Um, to remind people, uh, you can submit your questions to us on our social media when we post about looking for questions, or of course you can submit a question to us at any time, uh, by going over to our website, unknownerafilms.com slash book uh, and submitting a question there. And also over there on the website is where you can check out all of the past episodes of the podcast and also all of our patch past batch recommendations. Uh, so first off there's quite uh, the question this week for us, uh, is let me just pull it up here. Sorry. Uh, what is your favorite and least favorite wrestler theme song? Um, I can go is with this my, for me too. Yeah, it's for all. Yes. Okay. Um, my, I'll just say my favorite. I mean, it's kind of a tie. Like my favorite ever is Edge's theme song. Uh, it's just as soon as that song comes on, I just pop. Like, just you think you know me? Like it's just classic. <laughs> like I love it so much. I mean, it's it's. I love any theme song that like. As soon as it starts, you know something is gonna go down. Whether that's edges mm. because of you think you know me, uh, the uh, Stone Cold's glass shattering going into it. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, even current, I love Kevin Owens' theme song because as soon as it hits that first riff of, of uh, how's it go again? Uh, I'm like, oh yeah. shit! <laughs> yeah, least favorite it's too easy to say anything that's happening right now is kind of my least favorite because they've started to just make yeah, very there, generic there songs. There are a lot, a lot of bad themes nowadays. I guess, I guess um, I, I know what mine would be, but they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, so again, they're from like my childhood, but oh, yeah. my favorite was the ultimate warrior. Cause as soon as you would hear, that first, like, whatever, that beat drop, it was just, like, he just launched to the ring. Oh, yeah, just um, just the energy of just, yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Um, and my least favorite uh, would have to be Jake Roberts because it was very low energy, I found, and just, mm-hmm. like, not exciting. Uh, so, yeah, those, those would be my two. What about you, Anthony? Mm. Oh, you, I mean, you covered some of the really good ones, but I think one of my favorites, just because of uh, what it's become and sort of like the uh, the response it elicits from the wrestling crowd, is Kurt Angle's. Because like that's another one where you're like, you can hear like the the horns or whatever, and uh, and then everybody you suck. You suck. You suck. You suck, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think that's, like, an all-time favorite for me. And then 
It also um, just fits my, his character. So, like, it, the crowd interaction, what it eventually became aside, but, like, just yeah. the song itself really fits him as, like, his character of the Olympian and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And another one that I really, really love was Kane. So, I mean, like, it's wait, the, wait, the, which, the pirate. Like, the, uh, the, the, like, um, no mask Kane, like, that, like, the guitar one. Because yeah, originally, yeah. originally hit his his music was very similar to mankind's, where it's just like that kind of like orchestra, like creepy music. But then, yeah, Kane got the got the guitar one where it it really like yeah, I love that one. The fire. It was like it was kind of like the the late stage Kane when he transitioned yeah. to maskless Kane. Yeah, like it was it was that theme that uh, yeah, it really really does it for me. Um, <laughs> what what is a theme that I really don't like? Um, I mean, I love this wrestler, but Trisha's theme like is not great. <laughs> oh yeah, it just kind of starts with like the laughing, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, rock and roll. Dun, 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 I was like, dun, dun, dun. yeah, that's fine. Uh, right, and I yeah. also. I really hate Randy Orton. Just, I mean, as a wrestler, I'm sure he's a a, a fine man. He's a, he's probably a fine person, but I I just like. So, oh, wait, do you hate every, his current one? I have voices in my yeah. Bone. I hate yeah. that. I hate it so much. I like it's his old so one. Annoying. I like his old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the I hear voices in my head is just like it's so. Oh God, it's so awful for me. And who <laughs> who and who can for? Well, here's just a couple of other great ones. I mean. Uh, Buyaka Buyaka six one nine. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, John Cena's. I mean, it became a oh, meme now. It is a meme. Yeah, it is just it great is rap a meme. record. Uh, so moving on. <laughs> great, great rap record. <laughs> and obviously, Hulk Hogan is like it's yeah. pr- it's pretty like pretty iconic and like yeah. yeah, everybody knows when that song comes on. You know, real American. Blah blah blah. blah you know. Blah, blah. <laughs> blah, you, blah, blah. What do you think of? Um, I guess this is just a side tangent. What do you think of wrestlers who use like actual real, just like, I mean, a lot of in the nineties, people use just like actual music mm. as their theme songs. What do you think of that? Or is it better if it's like custom made for them? Cause like, that's where then taker was American badass and had Roland from limp biscuit. Right. <laughs> uh, so CM Punk weird. had cult of personality as his theme song. Ronda Rousey yeah. had, uh, had a, a bad reputation by Joan Jett as her theme song. Like, what do you think of and that? So I, I think the NWO also used Jimi Hendrix, didn't they? Oh, or something. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe for a, I think they ended up getting a custom one because that's always. Did they? Yeah, I think. Okay. I think so. Maybe maybe when they like first showed up on the scene, I can't remember, but because they have so a classic long. one that. They have a classic one that like they always come out to, um, right? But oh, Degeneration X's theme song is is also super good. I love that mm-hmm. one too. Yeah. But I think if it's like uh, if it's well suited for the person and they've mm-hmm. picked it out, and yeah, I think then that's fine. But like for the most part, I like I like the original themes better because then you can really attach yourself to. To that theme and that person but i do love when like indie wrestlers use like real songs and, and like have extended entrances to them like there's 
uh there's like really hilarious video of this wrestler grado who i uh, used to be in impact he's like a uk guy and he does like his extended like walk in to a madonna song uh, like a like nice. a uh, like a prayer or say yeah like a prayer i think <laughs> and it's and it's like it's a hilarious watch on youtube you gotta check That's it out great. he's just he's dancing around all these like sweaty english dudes at this wrestling show are singing along to it and it's like <laughs> it's magic it's, it's it's the magic of wrestling that's so well good. i mean macho man he went classic like pomp and circumstance is just like the a classical song and mm. everybody hears it at every graduation so it's like you just <laughs> you can never escape it yeah that's true uh all right cool well there we go there's our uh favorite least favorite wrestling theme songs uh let us know online uh what your uh favorite or least favorite wrestling theme song is uh and to close out the episode mel we want to know what is your match recommendation that you want all the viewers to go and check out whether it's a favorite match of yours or something that you think people definitely need to have gone and watched hands down my favorite WrestleMania of all time, which was WrestleMania six in Toronto at the Sky Dome. I would highly recommend watching the championship match between the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. It was just Ooh. like it was just fire. Like ah. Uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Man. That's great. Yeah, no, that's a just classic and all an all timer. And all time classic. Learn your history. Learn your wrestling history. <laughs> Yeah, don't be like us where we uh, really only know like intensely about wrestling from the last like twenty years tops. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I love those. Hey, I love those old school matches because I like know nothing from the last twenty years, so it's all good. It's all good. I love those old school matches, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior is a classic. Yeah, and yeah. It when happened. when things go back to when things go back to uh, a relatively stable. Uh, Mel, you gotta come out to uh, a Royal Rumble watch party. You got. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um, it's it's pretty fantastic. The one that I usually go to. Shout out to the McCready's. Uh, they they host a great one where you uh, ha- there's like a, a bingo roller where you you pick out your numbers for the women's and men's rumble, and there's a prize at the end if your person wins. It's all around a great time. Great mix of people. Love hopefully, it. hopefully we can. To. Hopefully you can do pay-per-view watch parties soon again. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But Mel, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you yes. for having me. This was so much fun. Um, Mel, do you have anything uh, to promote or uh, plug or such like things before we let you go? Um, well, hey, I'm on uh, I'm on an improv team with the Assembly Improv. So check them out on Facebook. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, I'm at at fun underscore is Mel. Um, so yeah, just, just give me a follow. Perfect. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode of book it Vince. As always, please make sure you follow everything that we do here at unknown air online, Twitter, and Instagram at UE underscore films. You can follow myself personally online at Barton underscore Bennett. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at Hall and Jokes on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow, like she said, our super awesome guest Mel online uh, on uh, her Instagram and uh, everything else she promoted. 
Thank you very much for listening and or watching this episode. Please be safe out there. Please wear a mask. <laughs> Go watch some Yay. wrestling. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, wow. <laughs>